This podcast includes unapologetic logic and reason and may not be suitable for all audiences. In a world full of nonsense, he's been called the voice of uncommon common sense. He sees the abnormal that many find normal. Author and award-winning speaker, he is Chris. The one thing that I was hoping to hear what Trump had to say about was the economy. Uh, they had him there on, what was it, CNN doing his town hall thing. And all they wanted to do was talk, surprise, right? All they wanted to do was talk about sex stories and insurrections. And uh, nothing else was really put on the table that I'm aware of. I didn't watch it, and that's why I didn't watch it, because I don't want to watch the Jerry Springer show. And so if CNN is angry, disappointed, frustrated, maybe CNN needs to look to CNN for the cause of all that. Uh, as best I could tell, as I said, I didn't watch it. It wasn't Trump that went in there and started talking about this this goofy rape case. <laughs> I ask myself, does anybody really believe that this woman was raped by Trump? Is, is it a remotely credible story? I always try to be careful because uh, I think victim shaming, especially in the case of a rape, is pretty horrific. Can you imagine getting raped and then the, by a famous person that you've got to be reminded of them constantly? And if that's not enough, then they trash you? Horrific, really. So I try to be very careful with that. In this case, uh, I don't see any, any of that being realistic at all. I don't find it believable at all. The, the, the whole story of the friend that corroborated. Well, she told me, she told me, but she swore me to secrecy until now. <laughs> Until just the right time that we could make a buck off of this. I don't know. Maybe that's the thing. You meet a celebrity. Maybe this is why, you know, people are so afraid of even having contact with anybody. Can you imagine living in a world, uh, and I have a, a situation going on, by the way, uh, a little lawsuit matter. It's amazing. You can, this country, you can pretty much, anybody can sue anybody, really. And, and the matter is going to be heard. Tie you up in court, very frustrating. They're getting notices and requirements. You must and shall. And you're getting bills for an attorney that you didn't ask for. Just because you, you shook hands with somebody. In my case, it was a phone call. One phone call. Unbelievable, right? Crazy stuff. Uh, I don't know how, when you're subjected to that, as awful as the victim shaming is, you know, even if you are famous, anytime you meet somebody, they get your name and boom, they're filing a lawsuit and it's very lucrative. You're spending money on legal fees just because, just because you're famous. Whew. Crazy world we live in. Anyway, uh, I have no idea what Trump's plan on the economy is. Bring back jobs. That doesn't sound like a winner right now. I don't think they can fill the jobs that they have, I'm told. I hear stories about unemployment. I have yet to know anybody, any single layoff affecting our area. For no firsthand knowledge of any layoffs or cutbacks at all. Uh, with one minor exception, we have a friend that um, a wife works in the finance sector and that company. But that, that's an industry that regularly cycles through cutbacks. Uh, the inflation numbers, I don't believe anything that's reported. There's, what are they saying now? You know, I don't know, four, six, I forget the number, but um, I think it kind of depends. Some things seem like they've stabilized, other things I'm not so sure. I know this much. Uh, there's not a lot left at the end of the month. You know, where there used to be a lot left at the end of the month, now there's not much of any. 
So something went up. Oil, up. I think we're paying, I don't know, 30 40% more for oil under this contract than our last contract for our, our home heating oil and hot water. I'm probably going to be forced to switch off of it, whether I like it or not. This has been what the environmentalists have wanted to do. Just make it so expensive that suddenly solar becomes the best option. I'll be burning wood at this rate. I'll go back to burning wood. I don't know what else to do. It's crazy, really. So, you know, what is the impact of inflation? People have less money to do things that they want to do. And don't tell me that people aren't seeing that. We're pretty fortunate, you know, two mature incomes uh, and one daughter, eight years old. And, um, you know, she wants for nothing, basically, not that we live the life of luxury, uh, but there's nothing that she needs that she doesn't have over abundance. But I'm sure that if I couldn't imagine being my younger self raising two kids in this environment, let alone now with the rising interest rates trying to buy a home. Look, do you realize how difficult that's getting? I was, I just, you know, I I spent many years in real estate development, building roads, houses, selling houses. Uh, My last few years I spent in multifamily, and then my last few years in that career I spent uh, all commercial, ironically enough. Never saw that coming. Uh, Warehousing, office, uh, light industrial, self-storage, all businesses that we operated. And uh, it, w- it was my career. I thought it was only ever going to be my only ever career. <laughs> um, my whole life, I always kind of thought that. Then came the Great Recession, and um, I decided to go out on my own, which I did, luckily. Um, I took a big gamble. I liquidated my 401k. This isn't a story I tell very often. It's funny because... Uh, the friend that I spoke about earlier working in finance, the wife, she helps people borrow against their 401k to start businesses. And I, th- I did that. I didn't borrow. I took it out. I liquidated it. I was in a situation with our, the way our real estate deals were structured that I could do it without any cons- uh, tax consequences uh, at all, actually. I was able to do all this since then, keep the, the taxes deferred on this money, um, liquidate it from the stocks. Um, defer the I didn't I didn't I didn't do technically defer those taxes I just I had write-offs that year that were excessive of that income if you will and so um, I didn't pay taxes on it um, and then ultimately I sold that business and that's it, kind of my retirement right now and um, I'll tell you this I'm going to talk more about this uh, I'll wait until I get to this point I got to, I need to keep people glued to the podcast that's my big bait and switch you're just gonna to have to wait for me to tell you what's happened with those funds <laughs> I don't, I'll just tell you it's been flat two and a half years um, basically since Biden's been in office and that's despite uh, maxing out on contributions to that can you believe that so all the money that I've added to my 401k over the two and a half years has disappeared value and no increase in value tell me these things now this is and this is us you've heard me talking up until the the time that i've done this podcast my previous updates what was i telling you we were unscathed and in some ways making out from this economic change not so much the case now um the cash we have is being made worthless by the day uh, I'm not really comfortable moving to gold. I mean, we're at an age, uh, 
my wife almost 50, I'm over 50. We feel it's important to keep a cash reserve on hand. You know, what am I supposed to do? I thought about putting it in, uh, I may put it in uh, CDs, you know, roll them over every six months or something. So you have cash for emergencies, at least you're earning some interest. I don't really trust the banks a whole lot right now. It, so it, it, bottom line is it, it is affecting us. Now, you know, we're, we're middle class, lower middle class, I guess. I don't know what you'd call it. But um, like I said, we'd get by just fine. Not like we're living paycheck to paycheck. Um, but it's not like uh, we've got a, a huge excess of money either. We have to follow a budget to some degree anyway. I was looking at it last night. I'm thinking, oh, I'm not sure that, <laughs> that we could track this a little better. But that's a sign of the times, too. I'll give you an example. Mother's Day. Dinner, no card. My daughter made a presentation on Google Sheets. It was the cutest thing. We ordered this pendant. I noticed the cost of that was a lot higher than previous. And then dinner with no booze. We did have dessert. Um, so three dinners, three dessert. Oh, I had a beer. I had a beer with uh, dinner. And I got the seafood uh, uh, Diablo, and um, I thought it would be great to have a beer with it. But they brought the beer out, and I drank it before the food came. What are you going to do, right? I'd been working in the yard all day. The beer tasted good. But anyway, one beer with dinner. So anyway, $250 a day for Mother's Day. That is a lot. That is an awful lot. Um, so, you know, all these things have an impact. The job market. Um, I guess, thank God that it is strong that things keep moving along. But all of a sudden, these corporate jobs, these six-figure, five-figure corporate jobs, whatever, they don't look so attractive anymore. I don't know. The cubicle move has gotten better. People are working from home. But who feels really comfortable in their jobs right now? I don't know about that. I don't know because I don't really hear many people that seem to be very nervous. I really don't. Uh, I haven't asked a whole lot either, but... I don't know. But there's a lot of other factors going on. The crime issue? Tell me that it's not affecting how people are spending money. I'm going to give you another uh, firsthand example. We're not going to downtown Philadelphia. Now, we never did go down there a lot. We went to New York a lot. We were perfectly comfortable walking around New York. Enjoyed it, as a matter of fact. Enjoyed having my daughter experience that. She calls herself a country girl. It's kind of a funny story in itself, but that's fine. But then she also has this connection in New York City. Your grandmother lives in Manhattan. And we thought it was cool. We do not go there anymore. They, when they do to pick up grandmom, it's a hit and run, get out. So we're not spending any money there. Tell me that's not having an impact. My wife, my wife who's about as non-cynical as they come, she says, you know, I, she, she'd been going to this local market that's way overpriced. I said, why do you keep shopping there for everything? She says, you know, I just don't feel comfortable going to the food stores anymore. There, it's smaller, there's not many people, and you know, a little safer feeling. This is where we live. This is not an unsafe area, but this is how people feel. It's having an impact. Crime is having an impact. The people not feeling safe. It is having an impact. Uh, the whole pandemic and the shift related with that. And, and I'm going to tell you something. I think that things are going to remain goofy for at least two years. And I base that on the fact that much of the money that was uh, printed during the COVID pandemic hasn't even been spent yet. That's just a fact. The rolling back of all that artificial wealth creation, in addition, is going to be painful. 
Let me give you a couple of the headlines, uh, what's going on. The Fed is warning that more rate hikes may be needed because inflation is still too high. This is counter to the last one. They said, nah, this is going to be it. Maybe we shouldn't even do this one. Hmm. 43 Democrats want to abolish the debt ceiling. This is another whole looming issue. Um, first of all, this uh, gaslighting, and Democrats, oh, we'll just abolish the debt ceiling requirement. We have enough votes. And last time it was Republicans saying that. It's this little game that goes on. Um, CNBC reporting what the Federal Reserve interest rate hikes mean for you. I mean, this does not affect me. We don't borrow money. We don't owe any money. I was thinking about it this weekend, though. What if we did or what if we wanted to? I don't think in this environment. And, and you know, the funny thing is interest rates aren't even really high. Like, it's kind of laughable. I think mortgage rates are around 5 6%. That is like the second low. That would be the second lowest mortgage rate only to the one that I have now that I've ever had in my life. That last I can remember was like seven and an eighth, I believe. No, I think we did get something in the fours. I refinanced. I don't like to refinance, but the rates kept coming down. This rate that we have now, like two and three quarter percent or something, you're never going to see that again. It never should have been that low, probably. It's it's an interesting idea, this um, modern monetary theory. I think the no interest rates works in some ways for the public, but definitely not for the for the government. And that's what's created the real problem. It's the government spending. It's not the people spending. Um, what is the IRS doing? Uh, hiring gun-carrying agents in all 50 states. Why is that? Because they're going to make you pay your taxes even when you don't want to. Um, uh, senators plot a bipartisan spending backup plan amid McCarthy-Biden split. Interesting. The Senate is just going to take control of things. Um, here, here's an interesting uh, little tidbit. Meta, Facebook, earnings boosted by Chinese retailers buying ads. Why would China want to prop up Facebook? Wow. And what is the real value of Facebook? Right about nothing. White House is warning that Biden will veto if Congress restores solar panel tariffs targeting Chinese companies. Do you want any more evidence that Biden works for China? San Francisco Target store experiences 10 thefts per day. But yet then I saw propaganda being put out by the machine. That, no, it's not just crime that's the issue. It's the whole shift. Yeah, it's the whole shift is nobody's going to San Francisco for anything anymore unless they're a drug addict or they have to be there for some reason. Listen to this bombshell story. Government Employee Union suing Biden and Yellen to force them via court order to override the debt ceiling. In other words, the government employees, that's the swamp, openly rearing its head, saying you're going to borrow more money whether you want to or not. What do the voters want? Well, according to the Wall Street Journal, here's an article, Stop Printing Money, How Voters Would Solve the Debt Ceiling Standoff. It has to be a, a structured um, move to zero debt and an amortization of the loan with a fixed low interest rate. It has to happen now. There's no more time. It's going to destroy us. It wouldn't be the first society that destroyed itself. Uh, Anheuser-Busch, 
stock downgraded because of the Bud Light crisis, it's now being called. What a shame that this uh, company being beat up. Let it be a lesson to these companies. Don't get yourself involved in the politics. Meta shares are up 170% in five months despite no growth on the company. The uh, earnings are down, only propped up by China. So why, why are the shares up? Because so many people are pumping even more money via um, payroll deductions into 401ks, buying stocks, artificially propping up those values. I've talked about this many, many times. Way overvalued. The bubble, the pain of it is going to hurt badly. God willing, I just hope that I can retire with something that resembles a, a retirement. What does that even look like? I don't know. I hear all these stories. People stop working and they die. I just keep working on my yard. He said, it'll keep me busy. Mansion threatens to repeal major climate and tax measures in Biden's energy uh, bill there as part of the the um, b- budget rollback. You know who, who's going to determine whether or not there's a budget rollback in this country? Mansion. It's going to be up to him. This guy's practically running the country at this point. First Republic teeters on the edge again. Um, I don't know what that's about. A bank in trouble. That's an old story. I'm not sure how that got worked out. I don't want to stir up any false uh, uh, whatever. But the banks are in trouble. I don't think that what you're being reported on is accurate either. I'm guessing that they're all getting squeezed badly. I mentioned this article before. Britons need to accept their poor, says Bank of England economist. Pretty fascinating, really. The bankers are saying, sorry, mate. It's our money, not yours. <laughs> we let you hold it for a little while, but it's more Irish than British, isn't it? You get the idea. <laughs> it's my English leprechaun. <laughs> yeah, you're screwed. That's what the bankers are telling you. Oh, you don't believe us, eh? We'll have to send in the military to drive the point home a bit then. <laughs> Take away your damn guns. We'll see see how angry you are then. Just keep to work and mind you. <laughs> That's what the bankers are telling you. <laughs> oh, you want to save a little? You could forget about that, mate. <laughs> oh, come on. That's good stuff. 401k. This is me. I'm lucky to say that it's at the same level it was two and a half years ago. Despite maxing out on my contributions in that same amount of time, all that money pissed away, apparently. Will it come back? I don't know. You like to say, well, at least I bought, I'm buying these shares cheaper. <laughs> That's what I used to say. That's how I kept my chin up. The inflation, the impact on, on our budget, and we have a pretty high discretionary income level, and it's being wiped out. A home value is way up, truth be told, but you can't buy anything anywhere that I can see at reasonable values. Even in markets, this this is the value issue is very reminiscent of 2006, 7, and 8. When the, it, it, it took a while for that hit to take take hold. And you know why? Because there was so much private money in the real estate market. The bankers didn't even understand this. They said, oh, we'll raise interest rates. We'll pull back the money. It was too late. The deals were being funded by cash, with cash. I did it on a multi-million dollar commercial deal. The, uh, the banks were not lending in 2006 when I did my first deal. I spoke to over 100 lenders trying to get that business off the ground. Despite AAA credit, a huge down payment, and a great deal, nobody would lend to us. We were new, young, and they said the building was too old. 
and they just wouldn't do it. Finally, uh, I had two friends really with big, big pockets, like po- Texas-sized pockets, you know. Um, one really didn't want to get involved. He said if I got jammed up that he would, you know, bail me out. But um, he didn't really want to do the deal. Another wealthy friend down in, in Virginia. I've told this story before if you've heard it. And I called him and I said, um, I need this money, man. You know, can you help me out? I can't get the bank to do the deal. And I got about two days left on this uh, purchase agreement to make this happen or I'm going to lose the deal. And he said, um, do these two things. Send it to me. Sign the paperwork. Here's the, here's the rate and term. I need the money back in 12 months. Yes, sir. It'll be there. Boom, done. I paid for that. It was not cheap. Those were not 5% interest rates, I can tell you that. And um, we funded the deal, got everything done ahead of time, and uh, went to refinance on a proper permanent mortgage and couldn't get funding for that either. And uh, we did, finally. Uh, At 11 months, I paid off that loan, kept my word, and uh, kept my, my friendship as a result, I guess you could say. But anyway, that private money is what made that deal available. And those of us that were working in that industry, we knew how to use private money because you had to. Anybody, and you could, Trump will tell you the story is the bank will stick you every which way and sideways. And ultimately, they did in the end as well. Um, it's just, it's a racket to say the least. Commercial lending, you have no idea. So the big question is really that everybody wants to know, you know where's the economy headed? Is it up? Is it down? Uh, my guess has been and continues to be that we are headed into 1970s again. Next year and the year after will start to look like 73, 74, 75, 76. Politically, bitterness, society having problems, um, supply chain issues, whether it's gasoline or something else. I'm guessing it's all. This, that's, this is my prognosis. Um it's a hunch. It's just a hunch that I'm giving you. What does that mean? Don't don't be buying stocks or not buying stocks based on what I'm telling you. Is there any silver lining? I'm not seeing any of that. There's so much money has been printed. There's so much volatility, hostility that um, I don't see anybody's confidence being really restored very quickly. So time will tell. I hope I'm wrong. Um, I don't think it's going to be this catastrophic nosedive either. It can't. If you look at how the system is structured, uh, it's structured to survive, and it will, no matter how painful that might be. That's my guess. I don't see any silver lining. Long-term outlook, in my opinion, is negative. So what do you do? Plan carefully, and you need to just be very Uh, diligent with the financial basics that Dave Ramsey teaches, not me. I'm not a finance guy. I learned the hard way. When I was younger, I never taught, never kind of of knew saving from my mother, but never really knew how to manage my money. And uh, when I was in the Marine Corps, we didn't make it. I was constantly borrowing money, bouncing checks. I was just a financial mess as a 20-year-old. And it caught up with me. I'm getting ready to get out of the Marine Corps, and I borrowed money to buy a motorcycle and a computer that I had to have for some reason. Um, I was getting ready to go home and had no money and debt. And that was not good. Ended up having to take a job out there. Right, I'm in Hawaii, had been deployed, come back, 
looking to hang hang loose for a little bit, and I had to take a part-time job uh, cleaning toilets at a private school to make extra money to have a couple of bucks when I got home. And when I was out there working in those nights, I made a decision. I was like, I, I need to learn how to manage money better. I made that decision right then and there. I said, I'm not doing this anymore. This isn't how I want to live my life. And I, I charted the course. It was the Dave Ramsey advice, very simple. Be very, very careful with debt. I've taken big loans to just told you the story. Um, you don't, you shouldn't be borrowing money for, what's it, guns and butter? Any toys, you know? If you're going to borrow money to buy a boat, it's probably an indication you shouldn't have the, buy the boat. And look for ways to reduce your costs, especially right now. And even if you don't do it immediately, you know, do you have an idea? Like if something happens that my income drops or some unexpected costs, what if taxes go back to pre-Trump levels? I haven't even talked about that. Biden promised it. They just haven't done it yet. If he gets reelected or somebody following in his footsteps, I would tell you that I think the chances that they raise taxes is pretty doggone high. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. But it could be part of the path. Politicians are fantastic at solving problems by blaming them on you. It's pretty simple equation. Why you would think that that uh, process isn't going to continue? And when you think of who's who, – I mean, Trump said you're getting ripped off. And you, you look at this $31, 32000000000000 trillion in debt. He said, this has got to get paid off. Who do you think is going to pay it off? Hmm? Who? You think it's going to be the military-industrial complex? Do you think it's going to be the world bankers? Do you think it's going to be the very wealthy people that are smart enough to see this heinous axe and move their money offshore? No. It's going to be you at the hands of the gun-toting IRS agents. I'm, you know, not t- trying to be overly dramatic. It's not like I see IRS agents coming and put a gun to your head. But I just I don't see the economic opportunity there, especially for small businesses. That's going to take a toll uh, on how people feel, how optimistic they feel or don't feel, whether they're willing to take a chance to go out and start a business or buy a piece of real estate. When you look at values that are overinflated, skyrocketing interest rates, super high inflation, and a regulatory environment that is not business friendly. You tell me where is it headed. It's not hard to figure it out. God willing, I'll be back tomorrow. There's a chance I might not be. If you don't hear from me for a couple of days here, I'm probably going to repeat this throughout the summer here. i got a couple things going on. Right now, I expect to be back, but if I don't, I'll see you soon. In the meantime, make it a great day.